Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 13th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I just uh, just thought of something. Just realized something. What's that? You know, I don't know how many names are like this, but you know, the the like ch- the short name is actually Syllables? longer longer than the the actual name. What do you mean? The the nickname? So like most yeah, the nickname is longer uh, than the actual name. Yeah. Yeah. Most are always shorter, right? Uh yes, but this is like the thing with uh, some even with, with Tiger always ending a Y or in hockey, like you know, Brooks becomes Brooksy. Like you're well, adding I'm actually. Scott becomes Scotty. It actually gets longer. Right. That's exactly what I'm. That's the, precisely the example I just. Most provided. go get shorter though. Benjamin to Ben, you know, Richard to Dick. Are you talking Rick? about Scotty Scheffler here? Or yeah, Adam this Scott? is what okay. made me think about okay. it. I mean, are we sure he's not Scotty? Like on his it's, birth certificate? No, it's Scott. Okay, and then he just became Scotty. And why did he go IE instead of Y? Yeah, that's, that's where. What's the choice there? What like. Is there meaning behind that or just someday you write it down on a piece of paper and you decide to go IE and therefore thereafter that's what's on everything. Master's trophy, stuff like that. It's an interesting, uh, you know, thought experiment here on a front. Well, how many, how many, how many nicknames get short, get longer than the actual name? Not many. I'm I'm trying to think of, I think it's probably more than you think, but it is, it is kind of counterproductive to do that. Right. Like ideally, you should be shortening things. Yeah, like Jonathan becomes John, right? James right. becomes Jay, maybe. Sure, sure. Jim, usually Jim on that. Yeah. Um, all right. Why were you just looking at the leaderboard and your your brain started wandering about why he's named <laughs> Scotty? I was on on his Wikipedia page and I saw that it was Scott Alexander Scheffler. Okay. Not and that is Scotty, and I saw Scotty, and I'm like, God, that's longer than Scott. What if he just started going by Xander Scheffler and <laughs> came right for Xander's crown? The, like I can mix it up. I can be multifaceted with this stuff. Scotty and Xander. All right, let's get on with it. Um, Do you think he would get barred from the PGA Tour if he played uh, live under a sir a, a, <laughs> an alias of Xander? Scheffler. Like Phil Magleno yeah. and uh, Mac O'Grady playing as a lefty and a righty. Close, you can play multiple his, leagues. His other different... name was something, his writer name was something Fancourt, Beach yeah. PJ, PJ or H- something. HF or HF H- Farnsworth or something like yeah. that. HPP Farnsworth. <laughs> HPP yeah. Farnsworth. Or fan, <laughs> Fansworth. Fansworth. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's Westy's underround, you know? You know, Liv Golf should go after Mac O'Grady. They might be relegated to doing so. Who knows? Should we start there? I think that's what we should talk about just in general today. Well, we recorded on uh, Tuesday before Tuesday night's decision or announcement or leak or whatever it was that a memo had been sent to the players denying the uh, waiver request for the Live London event. A a moderate surprise, probably more than moderate, a surprise. Everything we'd heard until then was that the rubber meets the road at the Portland event. And a lot of them would get this release and then sort of the bigger fight would come down the line. But no, the tour took it to them right away, uh, sending a memo with various language about, you know, as a membership organization, we believe this decision is the best interest of the PGA Tour and its players. Um, a release would cause the tour to be, uh, this was a Rex Hoggard article. Uh, I think an agent was talking to him about that. 
uh, maybe an unknown player caused the tour to be in violation of a contractual commitment to a tournament sponsor or would otherwise significantly and unreasonably, unreasonably harm the tour and such sponsors. They can deny those release. That's, that's the bylaw actually, you know, if they think it's, it's harming the tour and or its sponsor, they can deny the release. Uh, and it was characterized as like the first of an eight event series. And they called it the Saudi golf league in that memo. They didn't call it live invitational, like one specific invitational. They called it the Saudi golf league. Uh, I think, which was a notable choice or a d- d- deliberate choice. Um, and they called it first of an eight event series with half of those more than half in the United States. So we're going to deny it. We're not even going to start with this. You're not going, uh, Greg Norman had some reaction to that. Not been a good week for Gregory, uh, but he did react. It's a tough uh, BBC with, interview. Or live, uh, or Sky. Sky. Sky Jamie Weir yeah. did did a, a admirable job. However you feel. If you're pro-Norman, pro-Saudi, pro-PGA Tour, or just like totally uh, down agent. the middle, empathetic, uh, ambivalent, like you'd like to see someone Question, actually question. I, I, I'd, I'd want to see the same to Monaghan, but he did an excellent job sort of putting Greg Norman's hypocrisy, inadequacy, naivete, and toadyism sort of on full display, actually asking him questions, not not necessarily berating him, but like, hey, well, you can't say that and then not think about, you know. We all make mistakes, Brendan. <laughs> 81 people were executed. The best Joel Beal did mention this, tweeted the getting lost in the Khashoggi, you know, so he rationalized Khashoggi with everybody makes mistakes. That's that's now the way you can rationalize anything. The next time your wife is so mad at you or you did something, you acted like a, a legit idiot and you have real contrition, you should just go with, you know, everybody makes mistakes. What am I supposed to do? We gotta keep our head down and keep moving forward. Uh though ideally your your indiscretion your mistake or your act like an idiot will not be the you know murder of somebody hopefully uh but as as joel beale pointed out i'm (laughs) so he pressed him you know norman's talking to weir about you know there's really changing from within they're really making progress cultural progress from in james like well a month ago they executed 81 people greg and his response was, I'm not going to get into the quagmire of whatever else happens in someone else's world. Just using words, hither well, and yon, you know, haphazardly. That's not what that, like quagmire is, that's not what that means. I'm not going to get into the quagmire or whatever else happens in someone else's world. I heard about it and just kept moving on. Clearly, yeah, we're aware of that part. I, I did just you heard about it in the news and kept moving on uh so that was actually a, a not amusing but holy shit uh well, norman the best part is he was talking about how they're making all this progress you yeah, know and yeah. and that was like a direct like question back and then he's right. like well let's not get into details yeah. effectively <laughs> progress but let's just you know, let's, not let's talk just about move specifics on. of it yeah, yeah. Yeah, great cultural progress. So that was a bad interview for Greg Norman. I, you know, I was thinking earlier. I don't want to like be all anti-Norman, anti-Saw. I mean, it's easy to pick out Norman's low-hanging fruit, but like the tour is so ripe for disruption here, right? And we've talked about this several well, times. Like, it, like honestly, I was pondering in my head. You have these this guy this this fund with a sort of endless fund. Like, what if last summer they had like picked off Mike Wan instead of Greg Norman, you know, before he got to the USGA or some like actual, someone with actual acumen, marketing ability, business acumen. And I'm not saying Juan would, you know, that would be quite a turnabout for Juan representing and promoting women's rights and women's game going to that. But, you know, anybody, I'm just trying to think of someone yeah. well, or it well, was someone other than Phil. Maybe it's Tiger I think, that was wooed by this. Like, I think the real question is what if they didn't have a bumbling moron? at the top of their organization where would they be right now and it probably would be you know in a lot better state than it is now i think that norman alone is turning some players off to this idea sure like just he did before he opened his mouth i know players that were like i effing hate that guy who lived it down south florida like they don't want they like that guy sucks and i'm not going to be a part of his little scheme because here's the other thing with greg norman 
this isn't some like altruistic self, like uh, selfless maneuver where he's like wants to make the game better or he wants to provide, he wants to be a freedom fighter for the PGA for professional golfers. Like this is very clear. This is a guy who wants to make some money, might need some money. And it is like being a little toady in whatever's expedient for him. Right. It's not somebody who's actually trying to create something great. It's just a guy who, who was available for work. He's been and, available. Uh, yeah. Jumped on. So yes, that that's an issue. Clearly like uh, that could be separate and apart from, I don't know, I think this is an important conversation in particular right now because it's my feel that this is the last normal PGA Tour week on the calendar. Next week, we go to the PGA. It's a major championship. It should be pretty settled there, but it's not a tour week. But then the following week, we're probably getting the London Live Golf field list. And at that point, there's going to be some lines drawn in the sand. We're going to finally know where certain players stand, where they're leaning. And from there, we're going to move into like a new chapter in golf. And it and it's, it's wild that we're here after it's almost two years, a year and a half of speculation, really, and rumblings and different things is that we're now in the, in the, closing stretch of to this first event maybe and maybe but i think when we're going to see some names on paper and we're going to see names that we expected to see we'll probably see some names we didn't expect to see and from there it's going to be a different dynamic professional golf will be different in professional golf and I- like you know I I don't know how much like are we even going to be able to watch the event? But like, are, the first event goes where where's it? Are we covering it? You know where is it? Like from our standpoint, like are people watching it? You know what? And from there, it's kind of just a uh, you know we just we go. I don't know that I I might push back and say this is the last normal week on the your contention of this last normal. Week. I think. Yeah, I think if it's still on paper, they're good. I think once the guys actually show up in London and hit shots, then it's like the actual denial of the waiver. All right, you were denied and you went and played and you are playing. That may become an issue. So we've got, you know, Nelson, PGA, Colonial, uh, uh, Memorial, and then we hit live slash Canadian Open Week. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've got like a a month almost, less than a month, really, till this first when there's an actual event, allegedly concurrent event to the PGA tour. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm still like, we just don't know enough about the player list. We've heard rumors, but like, is the PGA tour different? If Jason Cook cracks there one week and he's not the next, like, is it now no longer normal? Like, I, I guess I, I need to see. I I think one of the things I've been kicking around in my head and just from what we've seen, the players that have been very rumored is that it seems to me, and I think this is just generally true, that Saudi Arabia money is a little bit more normalized in the rest of the world than it is in America, where, you know, they've they've they own a Premier League soccer team. They, you know, F1, which has not been, you know, regardless of what you hear on Twitter, it's not really an American sport has been going to Saudi Arabia for some time. Um, you know, Asia, you know, Asian, Asians, you know, Asia in general is much more normalized with Saudi Arabia. They're proximity wise, the country's closer and is involved in more regular daily activities. It's, it's very, it's intertwined in our lives too as Americans, but just like in more of, overt ways than you know potentially a golf tour that's 100 funded less overt so- ways yeah, yeah less probably. over um so with that like i the thing i've been kind of kicking around in my head is i i think the traction is going to come from international players and what comes of the pga tour if <coughs> say biggest names from some asian countries some say Australia 
say, you know, just different international countries, the best player South Africa from, from said country is going to play. And what that does overall to the impact of the PGA tour. Um, I think like, you know, obviously I have nothing, I know nothing about this, but like say Hideki Matsuyama, this is not me reporting, but just say Hideki Matsuyama went and played live. That would be a huge blow to the PGA tour. Who's really trying to grow their product and their brand in Japan. You know, that's the, biggest star in a golf crazed country and you just start to think about it that way and all of a sudden is the pga tour actually pretty damaged from losing that international dominance that it has right now that it really hasn't had for that long you know that's the thing to remember is that the european tour for a long time was this and and this is a recent this is a post tiger prime occurrence where the European tour is no longer yeah. you know, where internationals go. So oh, like yeah. if they lose that back, they aren't quite as big of a gorilla in the room. Yeah. I'd say even like, so, so do you think there's the potential for like, there's a world tour and a PGA tour and the live could co- become like, well, not, not tour in, in both destination and makeup more, more of a, a cosmopolitan international flavor. And then the PGA tour is what confined to America, you know, the best it, it, American players. Yeah. And I think that carries weight, but it's just, a, it's just an interesting way to think about it. And I just, I'm, I'm frankly pretty disappointed with the PGA tours actions this week with the, the waiver denial. And then more importantly, why the, are you disappointed? What are they supposed to do as an organization? Like what if, are they supposed to like the, act as, like the biggest act like the biggest best product in the world? Like if you have the best golf product in the world and an upstart comes about, you could give two shits. You know, if you mm-hmm. like if I'm Coca-Cola and uh, Andy and Brendan decide to that we have two billion dollars to, to develop a cola product. You know what I say? Good luck. Good luck. Right. We have all these massive advantages to you because we've done it forever. We've got all the players already signed on. And and here's the thing. They're looking at this completely short-sighted. This is a short-sighted play with the legal thing. They are they are trying to strike fear in players and say you better not go there because you can't come back. If you know you have the best product and you you don't worry about them coming back. You say go ahead. Go go play. We'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Like you're gonna go there. You're gonna see it's run by a bunch of idiots. You're gonna come back and be like the PGA Tour is the best best tour in the world. I don't know why I would even think about going over there. But guess what? The tour knows deep down. They're, I mean, they can be exposed. Their product is shit, and they don't want to fix it. Because the the reality is, is they should let them go. They should let the players do what they want. And they should just be like, we need to fix our product. But they don't want to tell 80 people, 80 players that, hey, we're going to have 10 more events that are like the players, but you can't come. I mean, fixing the product sounds like a lot more work than just trying to be proactive and nip it in the. Well, this is this is this is a short term win. This isn't a long term. This is not a smart long term. This is just like. This is like saying, hey, you know, I can't guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. God, man, that was the first time I've had to publicly pronounce that name. And that was, I butchered it. But I can't guard Giannis. Um, so let's send four guys at him. And we'll stop Giannis. But it's not thinking about, well, what happens when we send four guys at him? You know, what's the next thing? So if you ban players... Say say 20 guys go over there. Those 20 guys are going to be deeply invested in making sure that that's a great place to play golf. And they're going to be deeply invested in singing its praises. Because are they? Those, well, because they're going to be ostracized from the tour. They're going they to be excommunicated. appearance fee and not give it. I mean, they are wooing these guys that are sort of... I just, I just think it's in a long term, long term... At this point, and just want to make their own cash. 
I don't know. What what they're doing is the tour is I think playing right into the Saudis' hands with these like really authoritarian type policies. But like what it, like I I I the 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 one with the what kids bothers me more right. than anything, and this we'll is where I really minute. started to get, yeah, get get irritated with with what the tour is doing, um, because like here's the other thing, and and I think this is an important exercise for everybody to think about is like if the Saudis weren't behind the SGL, say it was just two billion other dollars, not Saudi backed. But the tours are, that's the whole issue but 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 hold on these they're Pardon. creating policies that are going to last forever so well, those policies were here before they came in these are like bylaws this is that's why i'm i'm saying like i don't know that they're acting like in any way that uh, they could act otherwise they're, they're going their, to court they're going to court yeah i mean they have like external sponsor pressure that they have to they have here. to answer to clearly they can't have a bunch of guys going off the tour when Here's my AT and T or whoever putting money into it, and they have bylaws that say like, once you're a member of this tour, this is how you gotta act. This is how you gotta play. And be. Oh well, they're also putting policies in place for people for 22 year old kids that aren't a member of the tour and get well, no benefits of being a member of the tour. So well, this well, is if they want the benefits of their program of this university program and the tour. Then they can act a certain way, and, Listen, or they can go a different way, and they don't get those benefits. I can go visit Harvard, but I can't apply uh, to Harvard if I visited Princeton. Is what they're saying with the university thing. Um, I don't know. I think it's like if you you're. I, I, don't I know. went to summer camp. I went to a summer camp oh, program at at Princeton, and uh, because of that, I can't. I can't actually go to Harvard. Like it's just like absolutely absurd. The kid that should kill. Th- but the more important thing. I You're think, talking about PGA Tour University. They put I am, out a. I don't want to talk a, about this they yet. They sent the I wanna, coaches. Of, okay, go ahead. I want If this was money other than the Saudis, how would we feel about this? And I think that's important because the Saudis might fail, but there might be another league that comes up that could be great for golf. And the tour is effectively what they're doing is is creating levers to make um, they they have a monopoly. If any tour rises, if we started a tour and it became uber popular, they would do the same thing to us that they're doing to the Saudis because they are they're a nonprofit that's acting like a monopoly. Makes you wonder what what could the minor league golf tour of men maybe sunny kim sunny eva colors right. been getting a raw deal as the, the pga tour puts their thumb on the scale ah. and i don't want the saudi arabian league to, to succeed i'm just pointing out that i don't think these like draconian measures are are good for the game of golf in the long term Right, right, and the consumer for sure for us, the people who consume the golf and people, I mean, and probably the golfers, the pro golfers themselves, yes. who want sort of to be able to. I, yeah, I mean, the Saudi thing obviously complicates it, and the people who they've hired since then. We talk about this, like this, where any other kind of combination of people in front that aren't Greg Norman and Phil and and the funding behind, like it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it would be, I think people would be the perception, about yeah, the, the potential for disruption. But here we are, the tour sort of had it, and fall that's the in important their lap, thing, though, fall what? in their lap with they being able to, like, granted, they're up against behemoth from a funding perspective, but like, they've really gotten fortunate here with some of these Phil comments that leaked. Craig Norman being Greg Norman and stepping mm-hmm. on his dick every 10 seconds, you know, stepping all over himself. Like, I, I what were you gonna say? Yeah, I just think that's the thing is that it's just important is to like look at this. Like, I don't think the tour is coming out of this ahead. I think they're, you know. Well, I don't. Th- I don't know that we're out of it at all. We'll see. I mean, I guess that's 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 the thing that I don't like. This thing isn't even a league yet. Like, I get that there's like placards up at the course saying a 470 yard par five and things like that. Like. I even know if this event's going to happen. I truly don't. I think it probably will, but 
for me, I'm not convinced that it's it's a real thing yet. Um, anyway, so there's a ton of money involved. Um, I don't know. It's as you said, the tour has a shit product. But what what I will say is one product that's not shit is Club Champion. That's right. It's delightful. It's, a, it's and a the great part place. of the best. You played best golf part about it. Was, I did, did play. Did, did the clubs work as well? They did work. They did work. You, I don't know if the swing trend? worked as well, but the clubs. Is your handicap just... index trademark well, trending? Scramble. Down? I'm back to this charity scramble season bullshit. I get sucked into mm-hmm. every year around here. Like half my golf is doing that. So, but I will say the driver is going pretty far. Um, one of the things that makes Club Champion a great product is unlike some of these, I don't know, confinements of professional golf we're talking about, there's freedom, right? They're agnostic. They're not going to say, no, you can't get one. No, you should get another. They're going to be like, here's what your swing does, or here's what your ball flight, here's what you're, here's how you're hitting it. Here's how, what looked like the best with the combo. You can pick. If you're a guy that likes a certain brand, they will abide by that. I remember that. He's like, are you partial to so-and-so when I showed up? It's like, no, I don't. I hate everyone equally is basically what I said. No, <laughs> but but that's the thing. They're they're not being paid by one equipment company to push one certain brand or say this driver head is the greatest thing since, you know, sliced bread or another term I was going to use. I'll leave out the side. But that is what they're coming at this, trying to make you better with all the options they have, which is 50,000 different hittable head and shaft combos in every store, 60 plus brands, 100 locations internationally. Their master fitters are top, top trained. They use the track man, which is always fun to kind of get in there and wail away or, or chip away, do whatever you need to do. Um, and the fittings have help every level of player. They help me. I, I honestly, they help that it's helped me. I'm, I'm just getting into my season. And I think it's probably extremely useful for, you know, guys with really good swings, repeatable swings. Guys like you, you need to get in there and get fit here. Soon. I do. I still got to go get my fitting done. It's <laughs> who knows when it's going to happen, but it's I mean, gonna if you're going to, if you're going to invest in new clubs, this is the way to do it. That's all I'll say. I, I'd say that either way. Um, the promo code is fried egg. You can use that through the end of this year. You get 20% off a of fitting cost with the purchase of a club and you can use the promo code fried egg again, all caps, no spaces. Um, all right. All right. So Norman, PGA. when they de- denied the ravers, by the way, and I think this kind of echoes what you're saying. The PGA Tour seems intent on denying professional golfers their right to play golf unless it's exclusively in a PGA Tour tournament. It's intent on perpetuating its illegal monopoly. That seems like a deliberate term of what should be a free and open market. The tour's action is anti-golfer, anti-fan, and anti-competitive. But no matter what obstacles the PGA Tour puts in our way, we will not be stopped. We will continue to give players options that promote the great game of golf globally. Um, a pretty, you know. I think I think I agree view, with but. Greg Norman's reading of that all the way till the end when he talks about about live. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that sucks about this situation is that live and like the Saudis are behind it because like that here. So they did a a, a similar policy change to PGA Tour University, which is, of course, their program that gets the top collegiate golfers a uh, starts opportunities on the Corn Ferry Tour um, based off of their rankings. And and um, they changed the eligibility. Um, and Brentley Romine had uh, had a report on this on GolfChannel.com uh, if you want to read it fully. But all collegiate players and those who finish in the top 15 of the final velocity global ranking will be ineligible for PGA tour university if, and may not accept the performance benefits associated with the top 15 finish in the current season or subsequent seasons. If such player competes in any professional golf tournament that is not ranked by the official world golf ranking, excluding such events that have been previously approved by the PGA tour. So this really upset you. I just, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's one thing to do stuff to your members, but to me, this is where I kind of draw the line. And I get that, like, you don't have to participate in the PGA Tour U if you don't want to, if you're a, coll- a collegiate athlete. And and but at the same time, you know, 
if I'm a 21 year old kid or a 21 year old kid's parent, you know, that is wants their their son to be the best, best professional golfer, have the best chance of professional golf that I, I could have if, if Greg Norman or whoever, whatever crony at live golf says, Hey, we want you to play in the Boston event. I don't have another tournament that week. And I see, and they're like, and we're going to pair you with Phil Mickelson and, and Lee Westwood. Now, like, that's a big opportunity for a collegiate athlete to go learn. Like when you play golf with a great player, someone who's at a different level has had historic accomplishments. You're going to become a better golfer because of it. And to me, this is really limiting the development and it's a very, very reactionary. It's, it's really like a, a scared, insecure tour making a judgment here. Because the the flip side of this, if you're not worried about your product, you say, go, let them play. And they go play and they make a name for themselves. Maybe they win. And then all of a sudden they come onto the tour with like star appeal. But more importantly, like you're restricting someone's, what someone can do who's not even a part of your tour. And I just think like, okay, they looked at this problem like, oh, they're coming after amateur golfers. We we just have to ban them. We have to say, hey, you don't get to participate in our program if you don't use us. As opposed yeah. to to doing something and saying, hey, you know what? We want these kids to play in our program, and we don't want them to go to live. So why don't we create something for them the weeks that live have tournaments. So the tournament weeks of live golf, we're going to have an open qualifier for 10 spots in our tour events. And we're going to invite the top 50 on the PGA tour U ranking. And they're going to play a qualifier on Monday for the 10 spots. Now that is an example of a, a way to combat it with your own cool program versus what they did which is just authoritarian you can't play it you can't you can't go play as a freshman as an 18 year old or a 17 year old and then when you're a senior get the benefits of PGA Tour U that is bullshit why it's their program if you want to if you want the benefits of it you don't go to the competitor and they're not saying like as a as they clearly trotted out the talking points to all their players, there's Al Torres, Justin Tavis, Scheffler, all these players that talk, spoke at Dallas. Like, you're not, we're not precluding you from going. You can go, but there are consequences to going from our suite of offerings. Not Well, not, I just think, know. I think this is just a dumb position for them because this would be like Lincoln Riley, USC coach. Uh-oh. Saying, yeah. saying, I, you know, top of mind here, saying to a prospect, hey, I know you were thinking about going to so-and-so's 11-on-11 camp. If you go to that, your scholarship offer is revoked. It wouldn't work. Not to mention, what if what if Golf Saudi just, like, this is how it's gonna, it could blow up in their face. Golf Saudi could just start offering NIL deals to kids for $2 million a pop. Do they want to get into this game? Like, this is the this is where it's going to devolve into. Is Golf Saudi's just going to be like, here, we're going to give you a, a $2 million NIL deal. Come play our tournaments. You've got guaranteed money. No kid's going to pass it up either. And then, and then they're going to be lifelong loyal to the Saudis. This is, it's just an ass backwards way of thinking. It's, it reads like lawyers are telling them what to do instead of them exercising any sort of business acumen as to how they should handle this as the dominant tour. They're playing from position already. Everybody, if all things are equal, this is the thing that I can't get out of my head. If all things were equal, nobody would pick the Saudis over the PGA Tour. And the Saudis might have a little bit more money, but the tour has a lot of money. And they could make things very equal as to where it's a no-brainer for people where to go. Like nobody's going to willingly choose the Saudi league 
over the PGA Tour if they're remotely equal? The problem is the PGA Tour has the constraints of being like a membership organization, nonprofit, where they got to look out for number 125 in the same way, allegedly. They're it's, supposed to it's look what out for makes 10, them susceptible. But, it's the problem. Yeah. Right. It's it's their huge problem and why they're doing this stuff. The PGA t- like opening the tour PGA tour U thing did seem like an unnecessary front to open up in this battle. Like right now, right? I know Norman's talking about picking off elite amateurs, but like I, I just yeah, it did seem like unnecessary. But I I mean if it's their program they want to run and they want to add stipulations to it, I guess I, I I'm not gonna like say it's crazy um it's similar to like if you want the benefits of a pga tour status then you know you need to abide by these bylaws um or well i just think commitment. it's also like not in the best interest of the kids um look at i i and think there are kids. well there are phenoms that don't make it all the time yep plenty tons and i think like dictating where they should uh, can and can't play when they're at a de- developmental phase of their lives is um, it's just, it's bad business. I, I don't, I just disagree with it significantly. And I just think this is going to get worse. They're going to enact even stricter policies as more and more people go over to live. Yeah. So it seems like we're headed for a few things here. Like there's some, you know, predictions and there's some like just rampant, speculation and then there's informed sort of roadmaps um seems like we're headed for lawsuits right I, you seem to think the tour will never look the same once at least you know once these guys go um the lawsuit thing is god think about like there have to be so many big law firms in, in globally united states new york dc just absolutely licking their chops you have on one side the Saudi Arabia government and the money they bring and the other side of billion dollar sports league and like a real fight probably uh, that needs to be resolved, like a real fight, not something, although I have my, I, I feel like the tour is in a, and I'm just speaking, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an attorney. I'm just speaking more as like, based on what I've said, the tour is in a pretty good spot to work the umps better. Yeah. Right. I'm politically, I'm not talking about left, right. They're just, I'm talking about power relationships, network. I'm not going to say they're like buying off judges or the judicial pro the, you know, any kind of legal process, but like we've seen them work the umps pretty well in the past. Uh, when this came up, uh, you know, in the nineties and other, whether that's with Congress, whether that's just with the entire process, getting up, getting off the mat. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I think they probably feel good about themselves, clearly, or else they wouldn't start. Um, I think, yeah, I think that they're, I think they're it's in a, a real position. Question. It's a real fight, I'd say. It seems like, from what I've heard from uh, lawyers, is they're in a good position legally as well. Like, they could run into some situations in, like, say, California, where a lot of, like, contract, like, they might run into some state-by-state situations, but for the most part, they're going to be on good footing. I think like what's crazy for me to think about is just like you made the joke, like if the minor league tour gained popularity, if they, if all of a sudden some rich, you know, swamp swamp dweller decided to give them $2 billion to blow up the minor league tour, make it the major league tour of golf. And it was all funded, founded on good intentions and just like, progressing the game like everything norman says but actually true the tour would do the same thing right but that that's kind of like that's that's what they have to do as a business right whether i was a fan they're a non-profit and a critic, right I, in name yes i know but as they're, the league, they're a non-profit they acting like acting like a, microsoft don't they have to try to squash competitors like that's kind of like i'm, I'm not like of course, I, I think some of their product is shitty and we poke the tour all the time. But like, I kind of think they know what they're probably doing to protect themselves. Now, whether it succeeds or not uh, is a separate question. But like, uh, and I, whether I, I think it's good that they would crush some sort of minor league tour or non-Saudi funded c- competitor is separate. But I think they're kind of like doing what they're supposed to do. 
in terms of protecting themselves. And well, we may I just, suffer for it in the end, or we may get a shittier product for it in the end. This is, the thing is, is that it all centers around if they had a good product, they'd have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's the, the core of, of what everybody's going to attack them with is that the product sucks. Anybody that's more than a casual fan knows this product sucks. And uh, they know their product sucks because they wouldn't be acting like, you know, a crazy axe. What's cra- <laughs> What's also interesting is that like the majors are the majors, right? And as long as we keep like, you I know, think that the majors are, is really telling. Like we're spending so much time on this and it's like, I could give almost no thought to the Craig Ranch this week. And I, I, I do more than most people, right? Well, I you're giving it, I follow it. You're but giving it week, thought because be so of excited. next week. That's right. the thing is right. that this week matters because of next week. And that's right. only, that's the only part of its existence that matters. Um, yeah. I, I mean, here's the other thing. The majors have, I, and I'm really curious to see with, with the PGA, what happens? Are they like, Wa Seth Wa made that comment last year, but since then it's been crickets. It's been crickets at the masters. It's, it's the USGA hasn't said anything. The RNA hasn't said anything. Like to me, they're just sitting here watching. The RNA removed that exemption, that Asian tour exemption, right? I mean, Fred Ridley was. I don't know. A lot of people read his comments differently in between the lines, but he did not. I mean, come if, out he, and if he if he wanted to come anything. out and condemn yeah. them, he yeah. would have said, "I don't think the Saudi golf league's a good idea." He didn't say that. Right. He just said, "I think golf's in a great spot." That's all he said. Right. Right now, if you want to read into that, that supporting the PGA tour, you can, but like the reality is none of the, none of these organizations have made statements really since Seth Waugh made that statement. But since then we haven't heard anything from them. Right. Right. Um, and where do you think this is going? Like what I said, lawsuits are the one two. It seems like we're having a series of events of some sort and they could be, they could, could be a disaster. I, it could be not good. It doesn't seem like the right people are in control. Uh, again, just <laughs> shit show. Gonna be, there might Shot not be TV. Shot show. Yeah, that's a separate th- question we're going to wrestle with here in the next. Month. I think the um, where my uh, it depends on how they execute. Like, do they run a good event? Centurion now, if they golf club. If they run a good event, people get paid. Like it's not a big money classic where people didn't get paid. Like they go, they run like a seamless event. It's on television in some sort of capacity and it's not an utter disaster. My general thought is that that's when, you know, they have, they have succeeded. The players come back the next time. Maybe there's one more. And that's just generally. My belief is that if they they are slowly going to pick off people, it's going to become more and more normal. The resentment towards it is going to become less and less. And eventually, if the the tour's only real viable long-term response should be like the, what they should be focused on is making their product better. That's how shouldn't they the, that's how they have a long-term victory here. Shouldn't the size be focusing on like I if you're the size just Dump Greg Norman overboard. They should. Figuratively, not literally. I mean, I know they're scary MFers. And like, start again. I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the business of giving Saudi Arabia advice and I'm not qualified to do so. But like, shouldn't they be like taking it? Like they're, honestly, they stepped in every dumb, bad, like pothole on the way to trying to get this going. And Norman's now bringing a lot of negative light and attention to subjects they probably don't want back in the news, i.e. Khashoggi executions of 81. Like, and I'm not saying if it were Norman that they're like, but he's not doing a good job of getting like the general sports world picked up on that. Oh, it's everywhere. (laughs) 
It's everywhere. They're really in the crosshair. So it's. I feel like they should be starting from scratch too, starting over again at least. But what um, I think, like, who would you like? Who would you like to see running live golf? Who would you like to see be Norman's successor? Keith Pelly, Scott Pelly, Keith Pelly, Scott. No, Scott Pelly. The sixty minutes. The sixty minutes. I don't know. I I I have to think about it. I I, mean, like, if you were choosing somebody. Like Juan would be great. I'm not like if you were trying to because he's a marketer, right? He's got his little marketing phrases. He's obviously well networked business guy. And I'm not saying, you know, a Saudi specific thing. What he about Wally be, Uline? I don't I'm not like especially familiar with his work. You know, I, I know what he does and what he, he's very accomplished. He doesn't seem to to uh seems to have rabbit ears when it comes to certain, you know, the rollback stuff, right? I mean, he's very quick to squash <laughs> any chatter of that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that would be in line with some of the... I, I don't know. What about Adam Newman, the, the WeWork founder oh, that <laughs> ran astray? My wife and I are watching the Theranos documentary, the docu-whatever series on, on Hulu now, Elizabeth Holmes. Maybe bring her out. <laughs> And lead that women's rights. You know, we have a woman leading the charge here. We're, we're changing, progressing from inside. Uh, do you think like some guys are banned from the tour come like July 4th? Yeah. PGA tour. I think there are some guys that are just done and gone. Like as Sergio put, and I, I don't think this is just Sergio Westy, not like the usual, <clears throat> the people. I think there are more coming. Like this is the, like just the general feel that I get is that there are, are, like they aren't like your huge names, but they're names, and they're not. They're going to be kicked off tour, or they won't be kicked off until legal resolutions. It's kind of hard to answer. Obviously, I but, don't know what the what the you know like if they're locked into a three year war. I could see a lot more people jumping if that's the case. If they can't kick them off until the legal disputes, like who knows how long that's going to take. Yeah, I their their memo, like I had a couple of attorney friends who were like their memo is kind of flimsy, you know, and it's just a memo. It's not like a legal brief, but like they, they're kind of overstating a little bit of their, you know, ability and power and, and aims. But like it did note, like they're not outright talking about bans, like the sanctions is a gamut of things, right? It could be fines, it could be a suspension, and then like the ban is the ultimate hammer there at the end. So maybe like they're I don't know. Who knows what they do at the first at the start? I don't know that the ban is the first step for a guy who plays. We'll the see. other thing about it is like what it's going to do to the tour as a whole. Like, I think it, there's going to be a schism with players. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a wide What'd range you make of, of all the guys saying, go. If you want to go, go. Like Scheffler, Zalatoris talked for three minutes on this, saying the same thing kind of over and over again. Speed didn't go into it as much, saying like it's kind of what we expected. JT did the same. If you want to go, go. Like there was clearly like, here's the message when you're asked about this. You make anything of that? Like that, that, that kind of to your schism point. They're, I'm not That's saying they're a, denouncing these a, guys, but you know, and not really. It, you know, in a, in a way, like the thing that's crazy is most of the players going are the ones that paved the way for these guys with the money, mm. like that live through the boom. Tiger's obviously the big one, but a lot of the other guys are, you know, part of that, right? You know, it's mostly Tiger, but I think it's, I, I just think there's a, a really, it's a really compelling dynamic with the players and what, no matter what way this thing goes, as soon as that list comes out for Centurion, this, uh, the tour is going to be different from, in terms of like the, atmosphere the camaraderie there you know there yeah it's not going to be all sunshine and roses as the tours like to portray it over the last you know four decades right um this is going to push the tour into new directions and i think like for the most part since it's been a threat the tour's actually gotten better and that's why it's valuable to have competitors now I would prefer if the competitors were not from Saudi or funded by Saudi Arabia, you know? Sure. sure. All right. I think that does it for this Friday episode. You have anything heavy, else? Heavy Friday it's a little episode. different. 
you know, we weren't talking about, you know, Sebastian Munoz is 58 or whatever, 60 he shot. And I don't know, Toby Tree over at the uh, Sol, Sol, whatever that is, the Belgium, Sudal Open. But what's going on uh, in that? Is that Cotilla in the mix? Horsefield. Alvaro Kiros popped, by the way. He's on the comeback trail. Is he's probably getting ready for live? Oh God! Oh, now Marunk. that I would watch. That's what I'm saying. They, I'd get into Kiros. Now I might be the only one of like ten, but I'd do you be think? Fascinated. Do you think Katsia is gone? <laughs> it could. It could be a lot of non-members. You know, guys who could deal who've lived without a PGA Tour membership for a while and don't need one. God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of sunshine tour types. Asian a lot of guys that look at look that they're playing on the DP World Tour for two million dollars in a week and be like, right. "Well, I could go make four if I win this. Right. You know, I can make the entire purse of that week if I uh, if right. double it. If I, you know, the cheeseburger could be gone. You know, well, you got the Ryder Cup drama, anyways. Uh yeah, not that he's ever gonna. What uh, about that? What if? What if? This is like an international boom. What happens to the President's Cup? Oh, if all if it's like all potential international team members are now on the live tour. Like we like we said earlier, like the I think the stigma the Saudi stigma is less internationally than it is in America. Yeah. Maybe they have the junior Presidents Cup team members step up into the fold, unless they hammer banned the juniors like the PGA Tour U thing. I don't know. Like, it seems like there's potential for some, several, you know, that kind of people who otherwise might play on the, these international teams. Uh, then my so Presidents Cup take will be in shambles. Yeah. You see, Sanjay has COVID or tested positive for COVID. Uh, PGA in doubt, which stinks. That stinks. Love to see it. All right, that does it. Different Friday episode for us, but you know, a lot's happened. A lot's up in the air. People seem to be interested in it. Like we certainly aren't qualified to talk about a lot of like the legal and and business positioning, but like as consumers of the game and as close followers of this story, we thought we'd get in the weeds as this kind of two-year deal really starts to come to a head, um, at least in terms of a confrontation. Resolution may be a, a different, longer timeline. So. PGA Championship next week. Yeah. Weather weather looks crispy for Southern Hills. Can you see Spieth's quote? It's going to be so yeah. firm and fast. It's going to be the higher scores we've seen. The it's, there's there's no raid right now in the forecast, and, and 15 to 18-mile-an-hour 15 to winds like every day of the tournament, I'm It'll be good once we get past the whole... Hey, do you think Phil's going to play? Once we get past the circus yeah. of the first... You think Phil's going to play? I do. Okay. Once we get past that, it'll be good to talk about golf. So we'll be doing those daily daily podcasts about the PGA next week. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Take it easy. And we'll be back with you on Monday. <laughs>